Welcome to Verify This, a podcast brought to you by Kindatis. We deliver bespoke identity and access management solutions leveraging the Microsoft Entra product family. Our solutions are designed to simplify onboarding, enhance security, and boost business efficiency for clients globally. Throughout the series, we'll connect with leading experts across the industry to bring you insight on all things digital identity. Hear about trending issues, lessons learned, and priorities for the future within identity verification and authentication. I think we also need to acknowledge that, yes, it's broken. So seamless, essentially, right now is almost impossible. But it's also really complicated. Like, is there a more regulated, a more challenging environment than an airport? Like, you are crossing country boundaries. Like, that is a big deal. This is this is going to happen, particularly in Europe. Like, we saw with GDPR, right? Like, that completely changed a lot of data privacy laws. And, and you know, we saw Europe leading the way with a number of com- countries following. Today, we're joined by our very own Gillian Jones. Gillian is a Senior Business Development Manager at Candatis, with over 10 years of experience working within the tech industry, particularly early stage technology. She's passionate about identity and its importance and prevalence across commercial settings. And Gillian co-chairs a travel and hospitality special interest group with the Decentralized Identity Foundation, collaborating with travel industry partners to establish the art of the possible using emerging technology. Welcome, Gillian. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. The first of many podcasts. I know. Privileged to be number one. We're going to start with the best. Ah. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about digital identity within hospitality and tourism, which is is kind of your bag, uh, specifically around what's being hailed as the seamless traveller experience and the use of verifiable credentials. Um, so thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us today. We, we, we're excited to hear uh, all about your experience within this specific topic. So a seamless traveller experience, if we think about a traveller experience in, in a general sense, or even as a consumer, um, hyper-personalisation and, and seamless experiences is, is, is kind of prevalent across many industries um you know uh, there's definitely an expectation from a consumer to to have a seamless experience in, in anything that we do now um so walk me through the digital strides that have already been made to the hospitality and tourism industry to date to, to be more seamless yeah yeah okay so i mean i think it's a really good question so i think a good starting point is actually to kind of, I suppose, uh, it's not like me to start on a negative, but if we actually think about how broken the travel industry is and and the hospitality industry is, you have so many different touch points across a journey. You have so many irritations. You have so many heightened stress factors. Like I'm sure you, you, I'm sure, you you know, whenever you travel, Lucy, like we're, we're very well put together individuals. Yet as soon as you set foot into an airport or a train station or whatever, it just becomes more like anxiety ridden. And I don't kind of know why, but I think we also need to acknowledge that yes, it's broken. So seamless essentially right now is almost impossible, but it's also really complicated. Like, is there a more regulated, a more challenging environment than an airport? Like you are crossing country boundaries. Like that is a big deal. So there are a number of different things that I think factor into creating a seamless journey. One, you have multiple different stakeholders. So trying to get them all joined up and, and you know, doing the same thing, that's tricky, if even from a technology point possible in the current kind of landscape. Two, you've got country boundaries so crossing country boundaries then the burden of proof the the sheer I suppose the 
like a passport is a big deal, right? It's a really, really big standard of your identity. Um, so you've got you've got big things to factor in. You know, the UN and stuff kind of governs this, right? This is not small time <laughs> things that you want to get wrong. So you've got complexity, you've got regulation, you've got lots and lots of different partners, and you've got people within this that just generally, you know, kind of have accepted something that hasn't been great for a long, long time and therefore probably have become quite used to travel, not necessarily always being the most pleasurable of experiences. So the fact that we are now in a world where a seamless traveller experience is facilitated, it's something that's being deployed. We've seen lots and lots of proof of concepts. We've seen the emergence of decentralised identity as an opportunity to really, really fix this problem. It's just... I mean, it's. I, I personally don't remember a time where I've ever been involved in something that genuinely feels like it could revolutionise an industry. And that's amazing. Like, it literally gets me out of bed every single day and it, it really kind of spurs me on with what we're doing. So I think that um, there are lots of big challenges to solve for, but we now have a way that we can actually do it. And for me, I believe it is, it is around decentralised identity. It is about putting the identity of the individual in their hands because it feels like a light bulb moment went off for me, I would say about 18 months ago of, I'm the only person that actually is prevalent through each stage of the journey. I'm in a taxi, I'm in an airport, I'm in an airplane, I'm in a hotel. So why would it not rest with me? I'm the only person that can really offer that seamless experience because I'm the only person that's in every part of it. And, and that's now facilitated. Mm-hmm. So we're saying the seamless experience ultimately comes down to the traveller uh, kind of taking back that responsibility of, you know, we're, we're not sort of going through that process, sort of, as you say, following not necessarily, well, the rules and the regulations that have been set because it is such a complex, you know, industry for um, consumers to move around within. So is that what we're saying is we're saying the seamless traveller experience looks like the travellers almost taking back control and owning that whole journey? Yeah, 100%. So if we think about, you know, I'm booking a family holiday. So I... Uh, will go online and I will make my, you know, my reservation with a hotel. So that's one ecosystem that I've, you know, put information into and I've made that kind of one-to-one connection. Then I've gone and booked my flights. And again, I've done that information. I've, you know, submitted details, etc. So that's another silo of information that I've then engaged with. So I've got data over there. So I've got data with the hotel and I've got data with an airline. I'm then going to go and book my airport parking and have that airport experience and stuff. So I'm going to then book that. I've got my family with me. So I might try and book either some lounge access or something, you know, to try and make it um, less stressful for me. And so already... And this is me just, you know, popping over to Mallorca for a long weekend, like a long weekend or a week away. This is not, we're not talking about like, you know, huge, huge distances or anything like that. But I've already had to go through a number of different processes and a number of different technology in um, ecosystems, none of which has joined up. But if I can be in charge of that and if I can say, yes, I want to share my information with the hotel, with the airline, with the airport, with, you know, uh, whoever's picking us up at the other side and I can maintain and manage that and own that responsibility like that, that completely changes the the paradigm that we have right now. And it's it's only for the better, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So obviously, it's, I mean, us as travellers, right, that's a no brainer. That would be just great. I'm in control of what I share with who and 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 it's it's kind of a, a seamless as, as mm. you say experience. What what's 
to put it bluntly, what's the benefit for organisations within this sector to look to build in the digital identity technology and the decentralised identity technology to facilitate up that? That's a big experience there. Yeah, it is a big experience and it's a big change from, you know, kind of what is necessarily being done today. So for me, I mean, I, it's funny that I use like the example of um, booking a family holiday because actually that's, I personally don't think that's necessarily where the major business benefit lies. The major benefit lies with me as a business traveller, I believe. So when I'm travelling for business, I will probably do, you know, it's a repeat thing. And it's repeat custom that is, I, I believe, you know, the most valuable. So the one-off family holiday um, once a year, great, lovely. And you want everyone to have a great experience. And definitely you can cater for that market. But compare that to somebody that's traveling with you regularly. They have, you know, loyalty programs. They fly with the same airlines because they've got their status. You know, they stay at the same hotels because they get perks. Um, those are the customers that I believe are the ones that we want to target with this in the first instance until this is, you know, absolutely mainstay and, and you know, as common as people using their Apple wallet for payments and stuff. And um, that would be where I would target because that's probably your highest worth customer just now. Um, and also like you do, like when you're traveling, when you're traveling, I mean, I'm sure you're the same, right? When you're traveling solo or you're traveling like um, for for fun, that's one thing. But when you're traveling for business, like you invariably have to be somewhere on the flip side of whatever flight or whatever journey you're doing. So it's again, it's more heightened. It's more pressured. You're like, I need to be on time. I need to do this. I want to get through the airport. I need to get to my destination. Da, 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 da. So I think anything that we can do to improve that experience, again, is is just hugely valuable. And ultimately, it's, it seems to be coming back to this uh, loyalty piece, this brand reputation around what you're doing with the data that that these travelers business or or um you know a, a family holiday are <laughs> trusting you with um and and what you're doing with that data is ultimately a better experience is, is really what it comes down to is that brand reputation piece right yeah definitely and I mean I think again if we think about hotels and, and generally hospitality like if if when you hand over your passport, when you're checking in and, you know, they take a copy or or that information, that is such valuable information. It's hugely, hugely, hugely important that you protect that. And that comes at a very, very significant cost. So, again, from the operator's point of view, if you're not having to store PII data because it's held in a decentralised manner and it's held with the, the individual, um, that's a massive, massive cost saving. And what can you do with that money? So rather than spending a lot of money on these very, very, very um, exciting honeypots of data for hackers, and we've seen large brands getting hacked we've seen the impact that it can have um you know with mgm and, and you know a, a few others um you can you can you can just change you can change the narrative rather than spending so much time and money on protecting information and making sure that you keep that secure you can actually spend it on these personalization journeys on actually kind of enhancing that customer experience so i don't necessarily think in the fullness of time it will save money but it will definitely shift how money could be spent so rather than being very very kind of protective and holding on to this month this data which at the end of the day is probably obsolete pretty quickly after you get it you actually are then in a, in a position that you you can start reallocating that funding and, and using it for other things. So there is an awful lot of benefit to to moving to this 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 type of data model and and you know decentralized identity rather than the traditional identity solutions that might be out there today. Mm -hmm. 
And it's, it's what you can do with that data and, and what you can preempt about, you know, your customers that are going to be in your organization's sphere in a journey. Um, you know, do you have any Definitely. examples of that, of what that could look like, of how businesses can leverage it? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think in the in the 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 decentralized identity foundation the special interest group that um i participate in regularly there's a huge huge conversation about profiles and preferences so this this to me feels like again a kind of game-changing moment within the industry of we talk about customer experience we talk about wanting to have this seamless traveler journey we talk about data but actually like it's it sounds really obvious to say but I think that people are pretty willing to share data as long as you're going to do stuff with it that's good. And like the small details, I believe, are where the biggest differences lie. So things about, you know, if I have an online profile that I know is going to be shared in a secure, privacy preserving way, and I'm, a, I'm consenting, right? So consent is at the heart of this. And I'm consenting to this information being passed to a hotel, to an airline, to, to whomever it may be. I mean, I think to then be able to offer me highly personalized um, offers on the back of that is just, it's fab, right? So knowing that as a traveler, when I'm traveling, particularly with biz for business, I like to sit in an aisle seat. I like to be near the front of the plane. I like to have a high hotel floor and I don't really like being near the lifts as an example. Like none of this is necessarily super, super valuable, like passport level um, identity information. But if you turn around and say, hey, Jillian, when I go to check in or even if I have like a credential that I can check in by myself and a room's allocated to me and all these things are already available to me, that's just golden. That's a great experience for me. It's a great experience for the hotel because I'm going to go back there, am I? Like it's 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 really it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So if you can, you know, get this information, these profile and preferences, you can get that data in a in a consented manner and then use it effectively. Like who's not going to like that? I appreciate I'm a sucker for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say it's interesting because, you know, here at Candatus, we work with a variety of different industries and sectors. Um, and a lot of the time, the focus is identity and access, right? And what can we use decentralized identity with mm -hmm. in terms of security, um, you know, protection, um, and, and the hospitality and tourism sector, whilst protection and security is still very vital and important it's actually looking at identity and access management in a way that's that's all about experience right and and for you know positive experiences as, as society versus having to just be about accessing something or giving someone authentication to something so it's interesting so it is an interesting topic it is right to get excited about because we we can reap the benefits right the, the majority of the people across the globe will be able to reap the benefits yeah, and I think this is the thing, right? Like everyone, is, most people are being fortunate enough to travel and some people travel frequently, right? So everyone knows that it's not necessarily the best experience right now. So the opportunity for change is huge and that is really exciting. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that whilst we're obviously talking a lot about decentralized identity and, and the power that this holds, there are definitely still plenty of opportunities for more traditional identity journeys. Like, you know, everything well don't have to tell you you obviously know but um 
like our experience with external identity so you know even just making that booking experience for example having you know people coming to your website engaging with your brands like even making that seamless and secure as a first step for me is you know paving the way to what will be coming down the the, the pike what will what we will see in the next few years are these decentralized identity journeys so i think the message for me is this is coming it's now it's here but you also do need to get your foundations in place and we can help you with like every stage of that journey. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because yes, we are very fortunate to work with a couple of, you know, kind of greenfield sites where we're building decentralized identity literally from the ground up. And that's amazing. But there's also going to be legacy systems that we also need to kind of, you know, make some improvements and, and kind of get the the foundations right before we set, set, set about the future, you know. So there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of ways that this can be improved, um, but lots of excitement for sure. Yeah, that, I mean, leads nicely to, to the next kind of question I would have for you is, this full seamless traveler experience, mm -hmm. you know, albeit when, when we're in a position for this as the new normal, requires a significant amount of collaboration between, you know, we're talking about airlines and car hires and hotels being on board and opening up a big trust ecosystem. It, it might seem daunting. You mentioned setting up the foundations. What what do you think organizations within the sector can do independently to move more towards that seamless traveler experience. And that could yeah. be a big scale, you know, that could be, you know, a, a solid booking experience all the way to leveraging decentralized identity just within perhaps one hotel. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's a really, really good question. And a, and a lot of people ask me this being like, okay, cool. So we talked about the future, you know, the silver bullet completely changes the experience, but what do I do now? Like, how, how do I even start thinking about it? And, you know, obviously I'm I'm going to blow or, or blow our own trumpet. Like, I think one of the best things is that, you know, Candatus, we've we've done this right. We've actually deployed um, decentralized identity solutions at scale. Uh, so we know what it takes to, to to take this from, you know, the idea stage all the way through to a live deployment. And the team are really, really passionate and invested in what we are trying to do in terms of seamless traveler experience, which is super cool. I think the big things to kind of think about are okay, what do I want to achieve? Like, how how am I going to leverage? So data is going to be received and I'm going to be able to do things with that data. So kind of having a, a strategy around that is definitely something that needs to be considered. I think what we spend a lot of time talking about, and you mentioned it, is trust. So who do I trust? How do I know that I can trust them? And again, this is decentralized identity 101. You know, we have got people within the, the Candace organization that have, have literally been kind of, some of the founding fathers of some of this thinking which is super super cool so figure out the trust side of it like and how you can basically say right who am i going to trust how am i going to know to trust them how can i be part of that trust ecosystem and the good thing about the travel and tourism sector is that you know there's a lot of thinking here so this might be government level that will turn around and say i'm going to issue passports and we will therefore be you know a trusted issuer of a passport fantastic but you might be all the way down to kind of you know uh, a coffee vendor that's on you know on the sidewalk that wants to be a verifier of some form of information that can be stored within within a credential as an example so it really scales up to like the kind of macro governmental level but down very much to the kind of you know the hot dog vendor the coffee vendor you know someone like that and it just depends on what role you have to play you can be an issuer you could be a verifier you could be an issuer and verifier and again i think it's just understanding okay what's the ambition what's the aim where do people want to play within this ecosystem 
and then just making sure you've got the technology that, that satisfies that and it's not a, it's not necessarily a one size fits all and again this is very much an evolution mm-hmm. yeah and what do you think perhaps well where do you think the reservations may be for um, organizations within hospitality and tourism taking that step being maybe the 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 first to go get that the <laughs> to, to trial something even just within their own organization what do you think the reservations might be towards this type of kind of more modern technology yeah I mean I think that obviously you know this feels like a big deal but I I don't I don't want to be too blunt but I don't think that there's that much time to not get on board with this anymore. I mean, obviously, we see with the IDAS, with an, uh, a European identity wallet that's being created based on, on the standards and, uh, and verifiable credentials, as we're discussing. And um, we've seen companies such as CETA already deploying solutions using this type of technology and this uh, the standards around it. I don't think that there's going to be too much more time to say, oh, that doesn't feel like that's for me. Like this change is coming. Now, that can be scary or it can be very empowering. And I think for me, it's about having the right partners. It's about really understanding, okay, what does this look like? I think one of the reasons that we've been successful and we've been, you know, really fortunate to be working on a lot of projects in this space is I think it's really, really clear what we do and what we don't do. So, Candatus, we are the identity cog in this massive wheel, but we work very closely with a number of partners on their data strategy, on their big digital transformation programs, on, you know, the stuff that that, that also might factor into it. And we can kind of bring an off-the-shelf squad that can that can help with this. So I think that that also puts us in a unique position, but it is, it is a lot, right? There is a lot to consider, but for me, the benefits outweigh the risks and this is this is going to happen particularly in Europe like we saw with GDPR right like that completely changed a lot of data privacy laws and and you know we saw Europe leading the way with a number of countries following I think this is super similar it's this may be a tough question to follow on from that but you know with your experience and your opinion what does this year look like? What do the next 12 to 18 yeah. months to five years look like in this space and with the seamless traveller experience? I think that is a very good question. It is a hard question, but I think I have an answer. Um, I think that there's been a lot of proof of concepts and I think there's been a lot of testing the water and I think you'll see that move to production scale. So that that for me is, is I think we will see more proof of concepts this year with the 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 aim of taking them to as i say production grades so we're already involved in a number of projects where that's the stage that we're at we've tested the concept yep it's good but actually how do you make this operational again the size and scale potentially of this like if you're a global hotel brand like that's that's a big undertaking so it's the operational side i think is really important to get right and to really think about that so i think we'll see more and more of that i think that there's going to still be the evolution of the standards like um you know we have a lot of the big trade body bodies like trust over IP um, you know they're setting the standards and they're evolving right so this is still moving but I don't think that the stuff you know it the, the core is there now right so it's not as if we're saying oh we still need to understand like you know what the governance what the you know what what's the underlying technology going to look like all of that's been done so I think it's going to then be like enhancements and tweaks upon that um, 
So yeah, I think it is that POC to production grade. It will be more use cases that we maybe haven't established. There will probably be new technologies that come around the periphery, like potentially things to do with, okay, we've got, you know, the opportunity to have these, you know, we can share data in a certain way. Is that something that might end up being kind of commoditized, which is not necessarily a bad thing? Um, so there's there's going to be new business models and stuff that come out of it as well. And I think it'll be exciting to see what happens with them over the next few years. It's definitely an exciting topic, especially because it's one that, that can relate to the masses if done well and done right and done soon. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the day that, you know, we go to an airport and, you know, it's not rifle around with your phone to get all the boarding passes and then it's you know trying to find your passport and then you know I obviously as you know I've got two very young children so invariably one's going to go one left to the left one's going to go to the right or start crying or doing something that just simply is not convenient at that moment and you know having the whole concept of even you know your face is your passport like really strong biometrics um, using your phone and having that as like your digital record that you can then you know just walk into a hotel lobby somebody passes me a margarita and off I go in my merry way to my room because I've got a pre-allocated room key and you know just having that like genuinely seamless experience like oh heaven sign me up right now I'm sure many can relate to to your sentiments <laughs> there. I certainly know there are aspects that I can. Um, well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, if anyone has any questions for Gillian, please do reach out via LinkedIn or send our team an email at info at We hope you have enjoyed listening in today and stay tuned for more exciting discussions as we verify the data.